Hello and welcome to the Smells Like Infinite Sadness podcast. I'm your host, Michael Taylor. For those of you who don't know, I run the website, SmellsLikeInfiniteSadness.com. It's a blog covering the best alternative rock from the 80s and 90s up to present day. I'm a proud middle-aged Gen Xer who is still obsessed with the music of his youth and loves to talk about it. We're going to do something a little bit different this week, however. Instead of talking about music, be it an album or interview with a rock star, we're going to talk about a book. It's by an author named Brian Corley. It's called Ghost Bully. If you're a fan of early 80s horror comedies like Evil Dead, it should be right up your alley. It's got a very fun uh, vintage feel to it. Uh, Brian, like myself, lives in Austin, Texas. It has a lot of uh, great references to local landmarks and culture. It's got a really fun feel to it. Um, definitely something that I think uh, listeners would enjoy uh, checking out. So we're going to talk to Brian about the book. So sit back and enjoy, and I'll be back afterwards to talk about where you can pick up his new book. Uh, tell me, starting off, uh, when did you get the idea to do Ghost Bully? How long did it take you to do the book? And just tell me, kind of go through the conceptual process for that and how that happened. Yeah, so uh, I had a friend that was writing a book, which I think was kind of important because I saw that it could be done. This guy named Jonathan Isaacs. Um, so he wrote this book called uh, The House That Jack Built, and I was a beta reader for him. It was a haunted house type story. And, um, you know, I kind of had this trick when I was alone and I was afraid of ghosts that, you know, I kind of threatened them with like, you know, that I would be a better ghost if they ended up killing me. That was always kind of like my mind trick. So, uh, so I kind of mentioned to, to him that like, you know, the, in the ghosts in these hauntings never, never really think through like what happens if they actually kill the guy. Like what if he actually is a better ghost? And, you know, you thought you were annoyed with him for like, you know, a couple of hours he was shuffling around at night. Now you have to deal with them forever. Um, so that was kind of the idea that was kind of the way in and that kind of just marinated in my head for a year or so. And then, um, I had three weeks between jobs last year, which I decided was one week too long to sit around and do nothing. So I think, I think I could do that for two weeks and be just fine. Um, but three weeks is too long. And so I gave myself a job and that job was like to finally sit down and, and write that book. And. Somehow, yeah, you know, I spent, you know, I think five, six hours a day just waking up at eight or whenever. I, I think I, I would actually start uh, writing at eight and then get done at noon or one or so. And uh, was able to knock out a rough draft of, you know, about 90,000 words in that, in that three week period. Um, and then from there, um, <laughs> kind of did a crash course in, uh, in the publishing uh, business and trying to figure out, you know, what editors uh, could I get? Where could I find them? How do I research where to find them? And uh, uh, found a, a really good developmental editor and um, worked with him for a few months and found all the other people too. Found, uh, you know, a great uh, copy editor and uh, a, uh, a graphic designer who did, you know, the cover and inside and, um, uh, just really enjoyed working with with everybody on on that little team that we were able to pull together. But um, I, I still keep in touch with everyone. So you know, Michael Rowley was the developmental editor, and um, he's working on uh, the next book that I turned into him uh, about a week or so ago. And um, Jessica Reed uh, now has her own brand; is about to start her own podcast, and she's the cake historian, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> uh, and, and so she's she's on Instagram as the cake historian, uh, which is awesome. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, so I hope to work with everybody again on, on this next project. And had you ever uh, thought about writing a book beforehand? Is this kind of your very first attempt or did you ever kind of start something in the past and finish it or, or just kind of experimented? Just curious how you, you know, kind of got launched into the writing process. You know, that's a great question. And, and I, I think I was, I'm, I'm probably like a lot of people in that I always thought that uh, there was a book in me, like I always wanted to write. Um, so going back to third grade uh, in Mrs. Burr's class, she would let us kind of not necessarily get out of class, but we could go to the back of the room and, and write short stories off these SRA prompts. And so that was kind of the beginning of my writing career is, is that I could kind of skip class and, and write these like paragraph or one page short stories and then come back and, and join what everyone else was doing. But um, writing for me kind of took a turn from, uh, you know, reading a bunch and thinking it would be great to be, you know, the next role doll or whatever. And, um, and then I started writing songs in high school and in college and, and played in bands uh, all through that time period, probably through 2005. And I would get up every morning and, and write songs rather than uh, write a book. And um, so I think, you know, that was important in getting together the, the creative process and understanding kind of the discipline of, of writing and uh, calling the muse rather than waiting for the muse to show up. But um, really, you know, I, I'd search for a creative outlet, you know, once that, that final show in, in, in 2005, you know, what, what's next? Because it's really tough to get a band going from the ground up. And I thought I was kind of getting old for it. And um, yeah, like I said, that, that opportunity just presented itself last year to finally just go for it. And so, you know, opened up the Word doc and started and, uh, and, and there I was. And so, uh, I think I answered that question. That was a, that was a really meandering answer. I, I apologize for that. No, it's, and I, I'm I'm kind of curious. You said you used to be in a band. Was that a band in Austin? Um, I was just curious what the name was and, and what kind of because I actually used to be in a band in Austin too. It's been it's been a few been a few years, but way way back when. I was just kind of curious if you how often you gigged around or what kind of music you did and stuff yeah. like that. So, so there are a couple of different bands. I think, you know, uh, my favorite band uh, was in Dallas uh, called the Mars McLeans. And we are a rock band that uh, somehow got booked in country clubs, not actual <laughs> country clubs, but country joints. Like uh -huh. Eight Airs was our first show down in Deep Ellum. And, uh, and then we just, within that first night at Eight Airs became uh, an unwitting alt country band because we had two songs on our demo that were country. And they're like, yeah, just play those for four hours. <laughs> so we just threw like a train beat to everything, and uh, it started getting booked in uh, in country bars, like in you know around you know DFW and, and Lubbock of all places. But Lubbock was really fun to play. I have to be honest. Um, and then when I moved to Austin, um, I was in a much different band um, where um, we got to work with some really cool people. It was called uh, I Am August, and yeah, like our first show was weird. It was just, it was a sold out show at Anton's, um, which was really cool. And, and then our last show was, um, was at South by Southwest in 2005. And that was kind of it where we just kind of like, okay, well, that was a good run for trying to be a musician. And, um, I'm going to set, put that aside for now and kind of focus on something else. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time while it lasted. 
And one thing I was thinking about your book, I noticed that Austin practiced very heavily. It's almost like its own character in, in the book. You've got lots of references to different, you know, to, to downtown and, and eating establishments and things like that. Was that something conscious from the very beginning to put Austin in there in such a in such a prominent way? And was that Austin inspirational in the book, or just you decided to kind of fill it in with that just because that was you know what you knew as far as a, a you know a background element? You know, a little bit of both. So. Um... So there's the adage of write what you know, and you know I've lived in Austin off and on since 2001, so I know Austin pretty well. Um, it's a great setting, you know. I've, I've had uh, the opportunity to travel a lot, and it seems like wherever I went, Austin just had really good street cred. So if I was in New Orleans, we were talking about Austin. If I was in Boston, we were talking about Austin. So um, you know, I'm, we're, you and I both are sitting here in this like really kind of fertile ground to, to write about. So I thought, let's just, let's make this its, its own character. Um, and, you know, and without, without spoiling too much, I mean, the first act is a haunted house story. And then, uh, you know, our hero dies and, uh, and takes us through and it kind of transforms the story from haunted house story to contemporary fantasy. And then it's just kind of like, you know, what would I do with my time if I were a ghost? And, you know, there's obviously some other repercussions going on, but, uh, but you know, part of, part of what was interesting about, uh, or my way into, you know, the second and third acts of this book is kind of like, what do I do with my time as a ghost? What would I want to see? Um, and, you know, Austin has a lot of landmarks to, to go check out as a ghost. And I think there's also, you've got a lot of very unique characters in there. I think Willard Hinch is a very interesting villain uh kind of a typical uh, and also you you got the uh you know, jonah and max who are the the main characters i mean jonah's the protagonist and you've got max who's kind of the sidekick uh, did you draw any inspiration from people that you knew making those characters or was, were there any literary inspiration i almost feel there's almost kind of a cinematic uh feel to this book too i feel like there's definitely lots of pop culture references as well but i was just kind of curious how you drew those characters and and what might inspire them and and you know how that kind of came about thanks um I think Max is kind of probably an amalgamation of, of all of our best friends. You know, when we, when we, when we move from uh, college to kind of first job as we're starting off in life. Um, and I think Max is, is probably, you know, who I'd like to be in a conversation. <laughs> you know, he's the one that's, uh, that's really has the snappy one-liners and is funny uh, all the time. Um, where Jonah is, is probably kind of your, your every man that you can root for. Um, and then Willard is kind of like, you know, the worst qualities in, in, in uh, people in, in some respects. And in some ways, you can see where he's coming from. And he's, you know, uh, someone that, that kind of lost his purpose or maybe never had it. And uh the only thing that he, the the only place they ever wanted to be was in this house, and now these two guys are are in it and uh, and kind of messing with his dynamic. And I know that I mean I was thinking you know, just reading the, the kind of the back and forth they had and just the the general tone of the book it it reminds me kind of a lot of like a for some reason it just really stuck out like a lot of eighties kind of sci fi or horror comedy kind of stuff was, was that genre kind of played in was there a cinematic influence on this book at all I just it seemed like that a lot of it kind of in my mind kind of felt of that kind of mindset or that, that kind of era. Yeah. You, you, you nailed a lot. Yes. You nailed a lot of it. Um, so horror comedy, not a lot of people know about that genre. That's like, this is like a really good upcoming genre. So like horror comedy is a thing and 
Um, in some places, I'll put like the book in horror comedy, but really that's just the first act. It's this horror comedy, like Grady Hendrix's horror store about a haunted Ikea is pretty funny. And he goes like from funny to scary. And then he has this other book called My Best Friend's Exorcism. It's really good. Um, but, you know, uh, a big piece of this is from an 80s movie, like as far as the inspiration is concerned. Do you remember uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> they figure out like, hey, this is my dream. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so like, I, I uh, definitely mind that idea for kind of like uh, Ghost Jonah, where he can kind of just like he kind of figures out, I can do whatever I want. You know, this that that type of creativity for sure. Um, but yeah, that in the in the back of my mind, I think I may have even put something in the book uh, about it. I, I don't remember. There's there's a lot of different iterations of that book. Um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely something I drew from. Now, when did the book first come out and what's the response been like so far and how is it actually being a published author now? What's that, what has that experience been like? Uh, so the book came out February 6th and, uh, it slowly, uh, built and kind of sold more units month over month. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I haven't sold enough uh, to, to quit my day job, uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe one day. Um, so, you know, right now just, just hustling as much as I can to, to talk about it and uh, engage with people who are excited about it. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to put something out there in the world and, and, you know, there's no publishing company behind it. It's just, you know, you're starting kind of a small business on your own as, as an independent writer and and throwing it out there and then just seeing how people react and uh, that's been it's been a really fun process and i mean given the fact that it's got a very you know kind of cinematic quality to it and uh, is very lively in that respect have you given any thought and, and also um have you given any thought as far as perhaps putting into a screenplay have you ever thought about that at all or uh, going forward in that kind of uh, aspect I, i'd love for that to happen I don't think I'd be the guy to write that screenplay. I've, I've never, I've never written a screenplay. And I think when it gets to that level, I would probably uh, hand that off to people that know what they're doing um, and let them make a good, you know, TV or, or movie out of it. But uh, I, you know, I try not to think about that too much because that'd be like a, an embarrassment of riches. I just want to focus on um, kind of writing more stuff. That's, that's kind of the goal now, you know, um, this is a this is you know my plan is to have this be uh, the first book of five uh, in the series and uh, so uh, turned the second one in uh, about a week or so ago and then um, working on some short stories to put out here and there and so uh, yeah I, I think I try to try to focus on what I can control which is you know putting out you know as much good stuff as I can. So how far have you gotten into that process as far as doing like a, a second book? Have you just kind of conceptual stages? Have you actually started, um, you know, doing, uh, got any, as far as the plots worked out or are you still uh, just kind of letting this one play out for you decide to get too far, too far into it? So I just turned in a draft, a 96,000 word draft to uh, Michael Rowley and, uh, and he'll, he'll, uh, I'll get that back to me here in, in uh, a couple of weeks. And then, you know, I, I hope to have it out early next year. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do multiple iterations and, and all the edits and 
proofreads and and, uh, and and have it ready for people to spend their Amazon gift card money on in January, hopefully. Great. Well, I think that wraps up all my questions. Is there anything else you wanted to add as far as the book, what you like to let people know about, or any upcoming uh, appearances at bookstores or any uh, book signs and things like that that are in the works or no i mean uh you can check you can check out the site brian-corley.com uh, i guess we have to still add that maybe not uh you can uh for for any like short stories i might throw up there or uh blog posts um i'm on twitter and instagram at nice book brian with an i the selfish way to spell brian uh and uh i think uh i think that's about it well great well thanks for taking the time out to talk to me today thanks very much to brian taking the time out for this interview it was a fun game to talk to him Uh, if you want to check out his new book you can order it on amazon if you go to the blog post for this page for smells like infinite sadness.com you can see an amazon link click it there and you can order it so check it out take it easy and until next time i'll talk to you soon